There's all the stuff that you've got to do to meet the deadline, but there's all this other stuff that just creeps in every day. You get, you're getting bombarded with email, you're getting bombarded with phone calls, you're getting text messages. And so having a system and learning how to deal with those things, I mean, that, it all, for me, it doesn't matter what tool you use, you've got to have a, a way to get it out of your head. What's architecture really about? Archispeak is a show that dares to peek under the architectural kimono, exposing what architecture really is, what it is that architects really do, and show you why we are passionate about our chosen profession. I'm Evan Troxell. Join Neil Pan, Cormac Phelan, and me as we have a casual conversation about all things architecture, which includes all the stuff people don't talk about. Think you already know what architecture is really about? Tune in to find out. Time for some ArcaSpeak. Well, welcome to episode 16 of the ArcaSpeak podcast. I'm Neil Pan. I'm Evan Troxell. And I'm Cormac Phelan. And first up, I believe we have some friends of the show to announce. Yeah, so this week uh, we had some $10 friends of the show that we'd like to say thanks to. We had Chad Conrad and we had Smart Tools LLC. And then next we had a $50 donation from the team at NoVeg. And uh, they say that they all love our show. And uh, these guys are really cool. Thank you very much for your $50 donation to keep the show rolling. And last but not least, definitely not least here, we had uh, a $100 donation from Mark Schumann. And Mark, thank you very much. It is very much appreciated. And uh, now now our, our kids can finally get their braces. So thanks, guys. And uh, again, everybody uh, out there who's listening, please uh, take a second to consider sponsoring the show. Go to arcaspeakpodcast.com slash donate. And uh, we would love to say your name on our show as friends of the show. So thanks. Absolutely. Well, since we've been uh, procrastinating um, part of the day here to uh, try and get this episode started, uh, our topic today is going to be about procrastination and getting things done. That's right. You know, and speaking of procrastination, I've uh, been procrastinating on doing a uh, questionnaire um, interview with Noveg. One, oh. one of the one friends of the, of the show. Of the show. Yeah. One of the friends of the show. And uh, I promised them something that I haven't yet delivered to them. So let me just uh, give them a little uh, apology shout out. <laughs> nice. well, actually, that's a good that's a good uh, segue into um, how, how to um, how to well, Evan, you had some some notes in here about this subject, and and one of them I'm reading here is writing things down so that you remember them. So Cormac, write down that you have to do this. <laughs> yeah, I think one, well, one of the things that I use a, a getting things done kind of an attitude is I write things down so that I don't have to remember them. That's my. That's the reason I do it, because I can't handle this stuff bouncing around in my head all the time. You know, I can't be stressing about what I'm forgetting, and so if I don't have to worry about not forgetting it, I don't feel as stressed out. So, so I, I sort of do the same thing, where I'll write down a list of things that I need to get accomplished throughout the day, or maybe you know, hot topic items that I need to do throughout the week. But what happens if you forget where you put the uh, list that yeah. you made? Which I do often. Well, so yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people who use paper lists, right? Um, I mean, I, I'm 
I live on OmniFocus, oh, which is an app, goes. you know, for iPhone, it's for iPad, and it's for the computer. So I, I don't have an excuse. I can't lose my list unless I lose some very expensive technology. Well, sometimes I, I'll use a little paper note. Um, yeah, me too. You know, just for that kind of like, oh, wait a minute, and I'll just stick it, you know, on the desk or something uh, or on the monitor. But, um, you know, so sometimes that works. But but like you, Evan, um, I don't use anything. Uh, OmniFocus, I, I just couldn't uh, I couldn't wrap my head around it. Uh, it was just it's too deep. much for me. Yeah. It, it's very deep. And um, but one of the things I did was uh, or one of the things that, that made my life a lot easier is uh, I'm a Mac user. And, and so when Apple um, on the phone, they have a notes app, which is very basic and a reminders app actually in, in iOS six, it came out last year. So, uh, they're very basic. They're not nearly as in depth as OmniFocus. Um, but I, I really kind of need, I have simple needs when it comes to that. And what I like about those two particular apps is that they synchronize with my iPad or my phone, my iPhone, and then also, um, with my Mac. And so what I like about it is whether I'm at my desk and, you know, using my Mac, boom, I can write, I can write a note, it's updated. Um, and if I, you know, pick up and go, uh, I mean, it has a nice feature where you can have it remind you, say, when you leave the house or leave the office, like, hey, buy milk uh, tonight, uh, remind me when I leave the office. And, um, you know, so I, I fall back, like you, Evan, on technology to kind of help me manage some of that. Um, but I mean, that's one way that I use to, to not forget items, well, um, that I find very helpful. Well, I, I may joke about it and, and I do do a lot of written lists, but I typically, you know, even though I have, you know, the affinity as you guys might know about, you know, of the good old post-it, um, <laughs> I, uh, honestly, I, because I'm in a, you know, PC dominated office, um, I use Outlook, a lot. Um, I use, Email. I use outlook. Well, I mean, I use outlook for creating tasks, um, reminders, um, yeah. all sorts of things, you know, and, Calendar. and, and I calendars do, are getting things done right. kind of a, and app I, that you, you know, and, and I actually, you know, I've integrated my, both my Google calendar and also my iCalendar yeah. all into, um, Outlook and it's been pretty successful to that outlook for me or, or exchange because I've got it running on my, um, my iPhone that I'm able to actually kind of keep up with a lot of the things that, you know, I, um, need to, you know, really focus on and, and keep, you know, reminding myself that I need to get done. But I mean, there's a lot of times where I won't write, I won't write down like say, you know, you need to answer these RFIs, you know, I'll have like my open log sitting on my desktop and, you know, I'll just, it, it'll be there as a constant reminder of, you know, see this blank space, you need to provide an answer, you know, yeah. kind of things like that. Um, yeah. I think what it, what, what happens though is like you just, there's so, we all have so many projects that we're working <laughs> on, you know? So I, there's not just work. We're not just talking about work. We're also talking about things around the house. Oh, We're yeah, talking yeah. about, uh, you know, things to pack for vacation. I, you know, I've got things I got to do to my car. I've got things I have to do with my kids for homework. And so that's when, that's where this starts to become an issue. Right. And then, and then you start talking about priorities, but then you all, you have priorities in almost every single one of those contexts. 
And so that's where this really start. We live in a very complicated kind of busy lifestyle. And that's where procrastination starts to creep in, right? Because there's things that we're avoiding doing. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, and, and in the environment that we work in, it's deadline driven. And if you don't have a deadline, what happens? Right. That stuff gets pushed to the side. Yeah. And so, yeah, there's all the stuff that you've got to do to meet the deadline, but there's all this other stuff that just creeps in every day. You get, you're getting bombarded with email. You're getting bombarded with phone calls. You're getting text messages. And so having a system and learning how to deal with those things. I mean, that it all, for me, it doesn't matter what tool you use. You've got to have it a, a way to get it out of your head so that the things that aren't priorities don't get forgotten because you're going to get the priorities done, right? You've got people reminding you they're at the top of your mind. They're the big things, but everything is not a priority, right? If, if someone has 26 priorities, they really don't have priorities, right? There's, there's right. maybe three things that are actual priorities in your life that you have to accomplish right now. Um, but everything else is kind of just a to-do item. And when it happens, it happens or, you know, you're going to forget about it. Yeah. So why do we procrastinate though? I mean, what, what creeps in that, uh, that causes, uh, sometimes those priorities to go right to the top. Like, Oh my gosh, put out I've a got fire, no right? time. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta oh, yeah. put out a fire now because, uh, instead of doing it yesterday, uh, you know, for whatever reason, well, you, you know, sometimes we just don't want to do something, right? Well, yeah. it's, you know, it's I mean, true. there's, in, we in agree any, to do things that just we never want to do anyway. Yeah, <laughs> well, Corick, you mentioned the RFIs. Do you really want to do those today? No, well, I really don't want to do those today. Procrastinate. And Evan, Evan started talking about it. He's like, there's the task, you know, there's kind of like the task-driven procrastination where, you know, say if I am answering an RFI and I've got to um, forward it on to an engineer to review or to, you know, give me a detail or something like that. And they kind of put it off to, you know, it's like, well, you know, um, I can't get to it today. And then they kind of put it off and put it off. And then it falls out of my mind, you know, and I completely forget it. And I'm just like, oh, crap, you know, this was due, you know, two days ago. And now, you know, I'm scrambling to do that. And so then it's, you know, when one task kind of overrides another one, then you've got this whole kind of like domino effect of other things that are now affected by, you know, just that one, you know, task that, you know, was like a, you know, that momentary procrastination where you missed it. And now you got to like go and everything else now kind of falls by the wayside because you're, you know, in that panic mode. Um, but I mean, you know, it, it just seems like almost everything that, and, and we discuss this a lot, even in the office, you've got, you know, say you're working on a big project and you've got a year to do it in. And, you know, you do it, but, you know, you're kind of doing it, working a little slowly at it, you know, from the beginning, but then chipping as you, away at it. Yeah. You're, you're chipping away, but you're not like, you know, I'm going to get all this it. done now. Right. You do it in little bits and pieces. And then you realize that because you've been focused on so many other things, um, that you you get to that like 95%. We always joke around. It's like, you know, oh yeah, yeah. We're, you know, just made a 95% submission with 25% to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you just... get to that point where all of a sudden it's that, oh shit moment, right? Where you've got a ton of work to do in a very short amount of time. Right. And it seems like a lot of people, you know, or, or in you the like, office work, work in that mode. Or you print out a set and you're like, wow, this is a, you know, this is a huge set. There's a, tons of stuff here, but there's still a ton missing. 
Yeah. And you're just like, how did that happen? Yeah. Well, guys, I have a question for you. I just thought it came to me is how much, how much of our procrastination is caused by, we just maybe need some time off, you know, or just a chance well, to maybe clear our head, get out and go for a bike ride or, yeah. you know, something like that. And, you know, or maybe you're doing that and you feel like you're procrastinating on your project, but you know, maybe you, you do need that time to kind of clear your head. Well, I, I don't know if this is going to be the, the direct answer to that question, but maybe, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But, and we've talked a little bit about this before where, you know, how I know me and I know that I need time for my mind just to chew on things in my subconscious while I'm doing the other things that need to get done. And I feel like there's, I've had huge successes because I have done something at the last minute because my brain was working on things even though I wasn't really aware of it. And so, you know, you, these, this is the kind of thing to me where it's like you're in the shower or you're, you're mindlessly driving to work in the car in the morning. And all of a sudden that thought pops into your head and all of a sudden you've solved it. And you didn't even know you were thinking about it. Does that happen to you guys? I'll give you a perfect example of, you know, I've been telling you guys about this, um, uh, this one project that we just recently took on that, you know, is this killer deadline, um, that we don't really have, a lot of guidance from our client with, but, you know, we've got to produce a lot of, you know, early, early schematic work. And, um, so I've been working towards, uh, you know, coming up with some schematic designs. And, uh, I told, I met with the bosses and stuff and I said, all right, well, I'm going to have all of this stuff for you tomorrow. And I have to go to a job site. I have to do all of this other stuff. You know, I was answering RFIs, you know, late into the evening and, and doing all of these things. And so after I get back from the job site, I have to go and take my son to go get his first round of braces on. I have 45 minutes. <laughs> Within 45 minutes, I sketch up a bunch of different plans, bunch of different elevations, cut some sections through this thing, all while sitting in the lobby of the, you know, the dentist office and... I get in there and I present it to them and all of this other stuff. Everybody's raving. Oh, this is fantastic. This is exactly what this school needs. You know, um, you know, you must've been up all night. And I'm like, uh, I just did it like in 45 minutes before I walked into the office. Yeah. And I actually walked in the office with my son because, you know, it was late in the afternoon and I didn't want to work all night long and wanted to present it to these guys. And, uh, I was just like, wow, you know, literally the last 45 minutes before yeah. I was sitting in front of them, I got the, you know, I got this, you know, idea of a sketch that kind of actually streamlined all of the things that we were talking about and made it work better. Yeah. And I think it, that that's, that's a, a sign of some getting things done kind of ninja skills yeah. is when you, <laughs> is when you have a very limited tool set to work with and you figure out what you can get done with what you've got. So, I mean, and that's one of the reasons I love OmniFocus so much is because you assign a context to every task. And, and the other thing I want to talk about in a minute is the difference between a task and a project, because I think they're, they're some people think of things as tasks, but they're really not. Um, but anyway, back to, back to the context thing is, is when you're driving in the car, you know, I can do two things. I could listen to the radio or a podcast, or I could be on the phone talking, right? I can have my hands free and I can 
be figuring things out. I cannot do email. I can't do text messages. I can't even brainstorm, dump all the things out of my head, you know, do the brain dump of all the things that I have to do this week. There's only a very limited amount of things I can do. And so one of the things that I'll do before I get in the car in OmniFocus is I'll click the button that says phone and it'll show me all the phone calls I have to make. And it just shows me that. And so then I can decide which ones are my priorities right now that I have to get done in my 30-minute commute or whatever. And I think that, like you, you were limited. You have a pen and a sketchbook, and you're sitting in a waiting room. What can you get done, right? And it was like the inspiration struck, and, and then you, you cranked it out. Right. And I think that that's a huge ninja skill is to not be paralyzed of all the things you have to be doing right now. It's like, well... I, I've only got a phone. What can I do? Right. Exactly. To, to start checking stuff off the list. I think that's a big a big plus that that a lot of people can have as a takeaway from this. Well, you know, well, Evan, that's similar to um, another note you have in in our our uh, podcast notes here about finding the most productive part of your day and use it. I mean, you guys yeah. both just gave two good examples of you know, a, a part of your day that could be productive. Yeah. Well, I, you know, there's so many distractions throughout the day and there's times when you feel like working and there are times when you don't, you know, and I, and in, especially in the creative industry, you are not always just flowing with ideas. Right. And I know for me personally, um, I am most productive from like three thirty to five thirty. Um, it, it would go longer, but I have to go pick up my kids at five thirty. you know, um, and that's just when I know that like, that's when I can really hunker down and, and get a lot done. Whereas when first thing in the morning, when I get into the office, I feel like a blob, you know, I'm not even awake yet. Yeah. Um, and so I know for me when that the most productive part of my day is, and it is really important to like put on the blinders and not let anyone knock on your, on your desk or hit you, you know, you close the email program, you, you ignore the phone, whatever you need to do. And you just crank out what you need to get done. Well, you know, that's interesting because I'm actually just the opposite. I'm a morning person and can get more done. You know, like I, I drop my son off, um, my oldest son off early in the morning and, uh, you know, I, I get to work at seven thirty, and no one really shows up until between eight thirty and nine. And, the amount, the volume of work oh, yeah. that I've got done between seven thirty and nine is literally staggering. I mean, it's this substantial. Yeah, <laughs> it, it goes back to the old uh, um, army uh, commercials. It's like we get more done before nine a.m. than you do all day, and it's just like, <laughs> well, you know what? <laughs> They're right. Um, yeah. No, I and I know people who come in early into the, to the office just for that reason because it's quiet. The phone is not, not ringing. Sing, exactly. Not a no one's walking by. Yeah, it's all those reasons. Yeah, I'm. I'm also Cormac. I'm more like you. When I when I was working in an office, I like to get in early. See, uh, everybody shows up to done. my office at seven thirty, so it does, that doesn't work oh, for me. No, because I got to drop my kids off too. Not at our office. I mean, we, um, you know, I mean, we, pretty much we say, you know, show up between um, eight thirty nine. You know, you're if you show up before nine, you're not late. You know, and so people basically kind of stagger in between eight thirty and nine, and. Well, uh, so I actually literally have like an hour, hour and a half that I can just, you know, work free of any interruptions of anybody saying, you know, hey, what do I need to do today or things like that, you know, and just kind of focus on getting some stuff done. And, 
you know, I, I amaze myself at sometimes of, of like the actual like volume of work that I can get done. Um, now after nine o'clock, I mean, my day shot because everybody phones are ringing and you're doing this hundred emails that, piled you know, up hundred hundred emails and yeah it's just well I uh, think that distractions are a key part to procrastination right I mean you feel like you're busy but you're not actually getting anything done oh, with yeah. all of these distractions going on so you know a big thing that that I'll try to do is not have email running or if email's running why why in the world would you want it to be checking for email every five seconds. So that another uh, notification pops up so that you can look to the side of the screen and see who's emailing you. I mean, there's there's lots of ways you could handle this. Um, but one of the big ways is to just check your email two or three times a day at specific times. You know, don't even check your email until, like you're saying, Cormac, nine o'clock. Right. Or don't check it until right after lunch when you have a solid amount of time to actually respond to these emails because you could get anxiety just with all the emails that are building up. It takes your focus off what you need to get done because you're just worrying about all these things you have to respond to. Oh, and I, I mean, that, that's, a, that's a great example of a way to, to, to get things done. I mean, I had a deadline this past Thursday, and uh, um, things were a little more complicated thanks to a flat tire. So I got in late, and, uh, you know, so... I had a very short period of time to do a whole lot of things, and I just took my phone, set it down on the other side of the desk, put it on silent, turned it over, and didn't look at it for Ignore five it. hours. Yeah. I completely ignored everything because I had to focus on exactly what I had to get done. At that point in time, there there couldn't be any procrastination, right? I mean, the, the, and and just or and or distractions in this case, right? I mean, I couldn't I couldn't have that phone. Um, you know, going off and or and text messages or anything. It was like, nope, focus, get things done, and that's you know the one of the ways that I did it. And, and in my case, this wasn't a, a procrastination, you know, caused sort of deadline. It was you know a lot of work to do in two or three days, and you know just had to get it done. So, uh, but Corey, you know, going back to something you said earlier, um, sometimes I'm kind of I get in the evening. I'm I'm just shot. You know, it's nine o'clock, the kids are in bed and there's some of the evenings I can get back up and, you know, come downstairs and, and get some more work done. Um, but then there's other days I, I just, I'm shot. I, I just go to bed and, but I'll wake up at like, you know, 5 a.m. And again, being a more of a morning person, you know, I can crank from five to seven before I have to get my kids up or six to seven in the morning and, you know, get done what I could have done from nine to 10 or 10 to 11 at night, I just do it in the morning instead. So yeah. that's just knowing when you're, when you can, when your best, when your best time is. Yeah. And, and this, this also kind of goes back to what you were asking initially, which was, you know, do you really just need some time off? And I think that the thing you're talking about, the daily buildup, um, when you go home and you're fried, I think when you're feeling like that all the time, that's when, you need to to go off into the wilderness and just kind of recharge, you know. Yeah. And and I had that experience last week. I I got to take off for a week. I went to Burning Man and I just hung out and got to see a bunch of cool stuff. And I didn't have to worry about anything. There was no cell service, right? There's no way that somebody's gonna be calling me or or there's no notifications popping up. The phone isn't even on you for the whole week. And 
I came away from that with some amazing ideas of things that I want to do, you know, and I, and I felt like there's no, there would be no other way for me to actually pull that off than other to just fully disconnect. And so I've went on vacation probably, I guess, what was it? The week, week, week before you did. Yeah. Um, and I had just the opposite experience. Well, you took a laptop, you fool. Well, I, yeah. Well, That's in, not in a my, vacation, by the know, way. I'm sitting there and, and I'm on the phone with the contractor who we're revising curtain wall shop drawings because the um, subcontractor's refusing to basically release anything until he has field measurements, but is refusing to do field measurements. So here we are basically doing things yeah. and kind of orchestrating all of this stuff and we're doing everything. And, you know, hours later, my wife kind of like he- peeks her head <laughs> in and she's like, are we going to do anything? And Fun. I'm just like, yeah. all right. I was like, <laughs> I got to hang up and go and actually have a vacation. Yeah. So I'll talk with you later. And yeah. And then I think you texted us and you were like, how do you even – disconnect and and basically my response was go out of range right <laughs> yeah well, turn it there there is an off button on these there things. is there is but i have i have not figured out how to use no, that you haven't found it yet um, uh, you know in in, in in you know going back to the email thing i find and not only with the, the whole vacation thing but i find that emails are this constant blaring reminder of my constant procrastination because it's, you know, you get all these emails. It's like, you know, Cormac, you said that you were going to have this, you know, um, by today. And it's just like, damn it. You're right. I did. Um, and you know, it's just, and it's not that I really intentionally forgot something. It's just like everything else keeps popping up and getting in the way. And you're just like, you know, it's not really that, you know, it wasn't really necessarily that important. The building wasn't going to fall over or anything. Right. If I didn't do it. Well, but yeah. It was so just- there, that's a really important point about getting things done too is, is, you know, and again, this goes back to priorities, but what's, what's the worst that could happen if you don't get to it? Because, you know, I think what a lot of us have a hard time doing is saying no to things, right? So there's a lot of stuff sitting on our lists that we didn't want to do. Might even not have any intention of doing, but it's there nagging you, right? Right. And so how, what do you do with those things? And so, like you said, you know, what's the worst that could happen? The building's not going to fall down. It could slow down a little bit, but but no one's going to die. No one's going to get fired for this. And so, so what do you do with those things? You know, it's like you come back from a vacation. You've got 200 emails in there. How many of those emails are really important? What if you just deleted them all? Well, the the things that are really important, they'll email you again or they'll call you. But if you have to declare email bankruptcy, sometimes that's the only way out. <laughs> oh, I love that's that. That's a good one. I, I love that too. I've I've honestly never heard that, but I think that's great because well, it, sometimes you know it's what? the only way out. Yeah, I think my wife's got like seven thousand emails in her inbox in Yahoo. What are you ever going to go through those? No, <laughs> never. You're right? So, so you like, really need the emails from four years ago in your inbox? I don't think so. Yeah, you know, and actually it's funny you say that because I've I started running um, out of – we've got small hard drives on our computers and stuff anyway. But I started running out of um, memory and, and – Out of space. In, in space <laughs> on there. 
And, uh, it, you know, I just, I went into, you know, now I've got every single, literally from the day I was hired, the first day I started at there, I have every single email yeah. that was sent to me. How many times have you gone back through those? I, well, rarely ever, unless, you know, in the, here's, I guess here's my rationale. Is it some kind of insurance for you? It is. It is. It's, it's, I, you know, I've had a project before that they said, you know, Hey, this never got finished or this was, you know, um, omitted from the project or something. And, you know, we've already punched it out and they're looking for final payment and this isn't done. And, you know, and, and I've actually, well, there are clearly things that you need to hang on and, to. And, and that's the thing. It's just like, you know, so rather than distinguishing between them, I just keep them all. Yeah, but that delete uh, key, man, that delete key is your friend. Well, I'm I'm an electronic hoarder. You need to be ruthless with that delete key. In fact, there should be a new show on TLC for electronic hoarders. Hoarders. Yeah. But rather than hoarders, the electronic <laughs> hoarders. It's like what crap is really on your computer and what what can you live without? You know, and I'll well, probably ball you know, I'll be crying in the yeah. in the corner, you know. I don't know why I have an email from you know from <laughs> Evan saying, you know, welcome to the Arcuspeed. Or, you know? or that email that says, Thanks, you know, for something you did. <laughs> and you, you kept that one. Exactly. <laughs> but but they said thank you to me. Right. Yeah, there's <laughs> probably value. the only time they did, but anyway. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I could probably go back and, and shuffle through all that stuff. But then you got to go back through it. I mean, that, that just takes time away from the stuff that needs to be See? done. See, and so now I'm procrastinating even more because I'm yes. going through oh. my old – so that's why I'm trying to avoid it because I don't want to procrastinate on the on the current issues. Hoarder's dilemma. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I will, right. fi- I will find condition. an excuse for everything you try to throw at me. <laughs> so bring well, that's it. a good procrastination technique right exactly. i mean uh, you know excuses why you well, didn't do it's, it, exactly you're just like well why you know why didn't you do that well you know i have you know in everybody and it's interesting to really hear some of like the uh um excuses that people can come up with for why something hadn't been accomplished you know it's just like okay your only task today was to do this why didn't you, you know, why couldn't you get it done? Well, you know, I was trying to clean out my email and, and cause I, I have things from five years ago. I just kind of snowballed into trying to figure out why I still have all this stuff. And, and at the end, and then I realized it was five o'clock and I had to go walk my dog. <laughs> yeah. You know, so the dog like, ate your email, right? Well then, but, see, we then, tried that one but see, then I wouldn't have an excuse. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because the dog ate the email, or you know, my son, my son reformatted my computer. With the press of a button, <laughs> which actually did happen. Which, yeah. <laughs> which actually, you know what? There. That's what put that's what put an end to me working on vacation, not by choice, but by my son accidentally reformatting the computer. That's a pro tip you know, for you. So exactly. how, to, how to get out of work. Have your hey, son hey wipe Here's out a five. Your Here's a five dollar yeah. bill. I bet my, I bet you my go w- take care of my system for me. Yeah. Thank you. I bet my wife actually did that. She's you know what? <laughs> you know that button. You know that's smart. Said, you know, it, and it's weird too. I, I don't know how much experience you guys have with Windows eight, but you know, so I I took the Windows machine with me because you know I it's the easiest way for me to get to like, you know, the VPN and, and all of these different programs that I have at 
the office, you know, and then the office loaded on, you know, like Revit and everything onto my laptop so I can, you know, clearly never get away from work. Work on on vacation. But, uh, but so he was, he was trying to figure out how to, you know, do this. He had an internet connection problem. And so it was troubleshooting and it says, would you like to, you know, throughout all of the different troubleshooting things and it basically said, would you like to refresh your computer? So it took, Heck yeah. so it took him to this thing that says, you know, to refresh the computer and it clearly was refreshing and you know, 12 year old kid, you know, it's just like, yeah, sure. Let's refresh they hit the it. yes button. Yeah. You know, without even reading so, it. So, yeah. well, but he, he did read it and it said that it wouldn't do anything to your files, which is a load of crap. It deleted every program that I had ever installed on the computer and every file with it. You sound sad. I mean, it sounds like this kid liberated you. He did. I, I you <laughs> he know, did you, a favor. It, you know, what was the funny thing is I, I didn't even get upset. I was just like, eh, well, yeah. let's go to well, Disney. <laughs> and that is the best thing you could do right there. You know, I mean, really, like, there is nothing you could do about that. You're, you're looking you know? at it and he's, and he's petrified. He is oh, scared. And I'm just like, you're like, kid, I'm taking you to Disneyland. It's just like, <laughs> don't worry, man. Um, I was like, you know, so literally we were like, eh, whatever, you know, let's go to the beach. Yeah. <laughs> what I got can, to the point. What can you do? I mean, he, I'm not going to be you able can't. to magically, re, you know, reconnect with all of the things that I just lost, no. you know. Um, actually, the worst thing about the whole thing was is that because he loves doing like fan fiction writing and stuff, he lost all of those files. Oh, oh no. <laughs> um, got to do them again the second time. It'll be so much better the second time. Yeah. Back up. Yeah, I've, that's the thing. I've, We're I've, not I was talking gonna about say, that today, but I've gotten to the point where everything on my computers is so backed up that if my kids screwed something up, I wouldn't worry about it at all. And I feel so, so much peace because of that. <laughs> well, apparently, you know, because it's a newer, you know, laptop, apparently I didn't set the um, restore stops or, you know, the restore points. Yeah. And so I couldn't get, you know, it literally had, you know, it, it had two points, it, you know, where it was or back to the factory settings. And, yep. uh, it, there was no back restore to the factory. It went, yeah. And back to the factory, it went. It was, <laughs> which led to, which led to more procrastination because now all of that work that I was promising myself that I would do while on vacation went undone. Yeah. Hey, good. I'm glad for you. I'm glad that happened. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Windows 8 did you a favor. That's right. <laughs> exactly. You know what? How how many times can you actually say that Windows did something good for you? There you go. Crickets. Uh, in this it, case, yeah, crickets, yeah. yeah. It's it's the program <laughs> that keeps on giving. Whether it's, you know, a locked up frozen computer, the blue screen of death, or um, you know, restores itself and you can't do anything. I love that. I love those automatic restarts. Yes. Hey, so anyway, let's jump back to procrastination here. So I wanted to talk about the difference between tasks and projects, because I think a lot of people think about what, what they would consider it to be a thing to do, a task, but really it's probably 10 or 20 steps to actually get to that point. And I think that's where a lot of people get petrified in this system, right, of getting things done, because... We're thinking all I need to do is build the model or all I need to do is mow the lawn as an example. But really, that's there's several steps involved in doing that, 
right? I mean, do you guys make the distinction between tasks and projects? Because mow the lawn is a project. It's not no, a task. I, I, You've got to open the garage. Is there gas in the lawnmower? You've got to, you might have to go get gas. You've got to pull the lawnmower out. I mean, there's all these things that are involved. I just look at everything as, as part of the process of the project. Yeah, because, I mean, because really, that's why you're not doing it, right? It's because there are so many things involved in actually doing it, and you know you don't have time to actually get that done. And because you kind of haven't laid it all out, you haven't put some thought into what it's going to take to get those 10 things done, which you really were thinking were just one thing, um, you're you're kind of stuck, right? Because you know that you can't chip away at it because you haven't defined those things so that you can ultimately have the success of checking the whole project off the list. You guys make that distinction? Oh, absolutely. Um, but oftentimes it depends on maybe the scope and scale of what it might be. Like in, in your example, mowing the lawn to me is a task. Uh, I know it's a project because there's lots of steps. In fact, thanks for reminding me, I got to go get gas for my lawnmower, but get to work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but I think, but but your your example is perfect though, because if you've got a, a um, you know a large a large project um, that has a lot a lot of tasks to it, uh, it's very easy to get lost or to procrastinate because like wow this this is such a I have so many things to do I can't do this one thing but you're right Evan in pointing out okay identify that as a project. And begin to label some of the things that are the tasks to complete that project. And you'll find that if you do that, then you, you kind of start working it out in your head or, and putting it down on paper or electronically what needs to be done. And then you can actually start like, okay, well, I, I can't get the lawns mowed today, but I can go get the gas. Right. Um, you know, or so that I yeah, need to, to facilitate have the, the, the actual thing happening. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and so you can actually start to do that. Uh, and feel some sense of accomplishment. And, and actually, once you get that ball rolling, um, you, you often find that... You get on a roll. You get on a roll, yeah, and totally. you can keep going. Yeah, I mean, and that's uh, another reason I love, I love technologies, the implementation of something like OmniFocus here, is because if I'm out running errands, like I have, I have things set up to, you know, I know I need to get this thing at Home Depot, right? And I know I need to get this thing at the grocery store. And one nice thing that I can do is I can say, it'll actually remind me, hey, you're near a grocery store or, hey, you're near Home Depot. Why don't, why don't you pick up these bolts and this, this bailing wire and this thing that you need while you're here instead of, you know, getting home, starting to do the project. Oh, crap, I forgot. I need to pick up these bolts. And so what does that do? That just there's no Home Depot run that's long, that's less than two hours, right? Because once you get in there, you've got to deal with the lines and you've got to try to find help and you've got to find the thing and check out and the self-checkout thing's not working and you're fighting traffic. And before you know it, you get back home, it's two hours later and you can't do what you set out to do. And that's the kind of thing where technology actually could really help out, right? I was out by Home Depot yesterday and it reminded me to pick up the stuff so that I can do the project I can this weekend. I love that. Yeah, it's an awesome, awesome thing. It helps. It helps a lot. What I actually interpreted from both of that is that you feel a sense, both Neil and Evan, you're saying that you feel a sense of accomplishment for punting your project a little bit further down the road by just getting one, one little 
cog of that. Whatever you project. can. Well, it's like you sitting in the in the waiting room for braces, right? Right. I mean, you got your project a little bit farther forward. You worked at a time you didn't think you were going to get anything done, right? Right. But you did move it forward, and it ended up being extremely successful for you. Well, really, so, I, I, mean, I, I was more just laughing at the fact that, you know... I know you were. Neil, Neil, then I took it and I turned it. Neil pushed. <laughs> Neil, again, didn't mow his yard. So he's that neighbor who's got the he's tall grass. And, uh, but at least he's got gas. He's got gas. He's <laughs> ready gas. to mow. He's ready to mow. I mowed last weekend, guys. It, it's all good. It's, it's fine. It'll all be okay. What's the worst that could happen if the lawn doesn't get mowed? Right. Yeah, well, your neighbors look at they give you the stink eye or something. <laughs> then you go outside. You take you put your park your car in the front yard. You take the wheels off and just let the grass grow up. And you know, no, you forgot the part where you have to stop at Home Depot to buy blocks. Then oh, yeah. to put the car up on. <laughs> Damn it! Another two hours lost. There you you gotta go That's buy right. cinder blocks. So, okay, so what do you guys think about this? If you're working it at work, and and you know. You you don't have the the leisure of working until whenever you you want to leave. Say you've got to leave at at five or five thirty to to go pick up something on the way home or or kids or or whatever flowers, you know whatever you need to get. Do you guys ever intentionally what I call park on a downslope? Do you ever work to a stopping point where you're not quite done, so that when you come in the next day? You know exactly where where yes. you were and what needs to get done so that you can just pick up running and you know exactly where you're going. All the time. I think that's a, a nudge, another kind of a ninja trick. There. Yeah, I, I do that all the time. In fact, you know, I'm, and I hate to keep going back to the RFIs. You know, I, I do a lot of them, but you know, it just um, the other day, great example. If you I, did your drawings right the first time, Cormac, <laughs> you wouldn't have to deal with these. Oh, I got it. Do I sound like a contractor? No. (laughs) You you sound actually like me. It's just like, how could I not have x-ray vision and see through that building and know that, you know, this 105-year-old building didn't have footings the entire distance of the wall? It had it at the corner. It had it at the other corner. Who knew it didn't have it in the middle? You know? All right. I'm sorry I took you off talk. (laughs) No, I was just – but I mean (laughs) – yeah, exactly. But – more procrastination. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, I was answering an RFI and I knew I, I had to be home because I had to take my son to the soccer. Um, and so I got as much of the RFI answered as possible and knew the only thing that I had to do was just mark up a sketch and attach it, you know, PDF attach it to the thing and then email it off. So, Left it, you know, saved everything and left it open on my desktop so that when I came in, first thing I did, you know, once I, you know, clicked on my mouse and the computer reawoke, uh, what was the first thing staring me at the face? Hey, finish me. Yep. And, you know, clicked, you know, did a couple more things, you know, a couple, you know, probably like 10, 15 more minutes worth of work and it was out. But I had to, I had to leave, you know, there was just nothing I could do. So, um, yeah, I, I do that all the time. Um, yeah, I think it, it's it important because if you work to exhaustion, which you know we're kind of used to doing, yeah. then you come in the next day and you remember being exhausted. Yeah, and yeah. you're not ready to go. You you kind of feel you could even feel kind of lost. Oh, I, or stuck. What do I what do I do next? Kind of a thing. 
Whereas if you stop on the downslope, you you kind of know what what to do right when you get in, like you said, and and you start doing it, and you just start to get into that flow right, right away. Right. I think that's a cool thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. Do it, you guys ever? Go ahead, Carmen. Oh no, no. I was, go, go go ahead. Man. Well, I w- I was going to say, I mean, uh, do you ever then uh, do the opposite of that, where um, maybe you get to a point? Um, you know, I've been designing plans and elevations recently. Uh, for for several projects, and so um, as I f- say, finish one, and it's like okay, well, I've gotten these you know three different elevations done for this house, and it's you know four thirty or something, and it's like you know what, I'm done. Yes. I, I know I you know I'm not going to get I'm you know it, to to get in my eight hours or whatever it might be to to hit that five o'clock mark when it's the acceptable time to leave rarely the office yeah okay it's not happening today so i can either you know kind of go get some water you know go talk to somebody oh okay now it's five o'clock i'll leave but i mean essentially you have checked out of the game right at say in this example 4 30 because you've you've done your work well, so I at think that, that point, why not just go sense. home? It makes right? perfect sense. And, and, I, and, and the, the whole mentality, this is something I would love to see changed, is, is ass and seat mentality, which is, you know, you sit there mm. for eight hours a day or nine hours a day, whatever oh. it is, and you work. Like, everybody knows that that rarely happens, right? And so, and so really, man, dream job for me would be having a studio that, that rewards people based on results and not based on hours they work. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, let me ask you this, um, back to the, um, parking downhill, uh, I notion there. Have you also done it where, you know, you work basically to that point where, you know, you got to leave or, you know, it's just, you, you can't do anymore. Right. And so you leave and it actually was probably more fortuitous that you did stop because then when you come back and reexamine what you just did, you're like, oh, you know what? Why, why would I send this answer off? You know what? It's it's actually this or this or here's. I a, can make it. You, you can know, make it better, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And it, yeah. Oh, well, it, it's it's almost like, man, I was really lucky that I didn't right. hit send on this because I had a either something that was easier, cheaper, or free you know, of an idea, you know, of a, you know, response to an RFI or something, or, you know, you're working on a design and you, you know, you're, you're trying to get something done and, you know, it's a, all right, I'm, I'm tired. I'm done. I got to rush out. You know, I've got to do this. And then you come back and you look at it and you're like, okay, well that was a good seed, but you know, Hey, hey you know, now you're critiquing what you did and you come up with something better. Yeah. Um, well, let me right. ask you guys this. How many times have you procrastinated long enough on something where, the client is the client or you know whatever it might be. And the case I'm thinking of is like maybe the client came back and decided to change their mind on it. And it's like, oh, well, I'm glad I just put yeah. that off for three days because <laughs> right. it all changed again. And if I had spent the last day making that change, I'd be undoing it or redoing it again anyway. So it's like, ah, well, it didn't matter, actually. I'm glad right. I procrastinated on that one. <laughs> That's true. I've had that happen a few times. That's true. I, and and I, maybe maybe one more thing to talk about with procrastination. I I, I kind of think the root to most procrastination is fear. What yeah. do you guys think? I mean, to me, it's like it's it might be a task that would take you out of your comfort zone. Maybe you need to make a phone call to somebody that you don't want to really make that phone call, and so you're putting it off. But I think fear 
of the unknown of what could happen tends to paralyze people a lot of the time. And I, and I found that if I have that fear, it's, I've found that when I actually do those things, I get so much out of it. Like those are the things that if I feel that fear, I know I need to do this. Um, because usually it's taking you out of your comfort zone and you're going to learn something huge from it. I think that's, that, it, that is, um, that's so true. Um, fear is, fear is, uh, you know, huge making the phone call or trying to do something new. I mean, you know, part of it, even, um, you know, even doing this podcast, you know, was, was kind of probably, I don't know about you guys, but, you know, scary for me. And it's like, well, we're going to, we're going to just put it out there. We're, we're going to try start. it. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I mean, actually, I don't know. We might've talked a little bit about this in the first episode, but you know, we, 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 recorded several times before we actually published our first podcast. And then eventually we just said, well, fine, we're just going to make this our first one bad or good or indifferent. And, and so there was some fear even with us, even doing this podcast. And uh, that happens, I think a lot every day. I Um, think, yeah. One thing that feeds into that is something isn't perfect, right? So you don't want to put it out there until it's perfect. And so literally you're, you're, your list gets longer and longer because you can make things better and better before you put it out there. But, but really, I mean, one of the things, one of my favorite sayings is if you're not embarrassed by your first release of whatever it is, I mean, you, you, uh, you put it out too late. You know, you, you've got to, when you start something, you've got to get it out there and, and, and just put it on the line, you know, and I feel like that's when you learn the most. Well, that's, that's good advice. I mean, that's, that's great advice for anybody, you know, if you're a student, um, and you've got a project and you're worried about, Hey, it's not, it's not great. Don't worry about it. Just get it out there, get feedback and make it better the next time. Yeah. A lot of times you'll have a good idea or a bad idea, but maybe just a good idea, rarely a great idea. And it's other people's input that make it a great idea. Yeah. And and, that's a key to being in an office. I mean, because a lot of people, they'll try to just do, you know, they, they think that, you know, lightning strikes once, this is a great idea. I'm going to go with it and kind of push it, push it, push it, you know, but they don't like flush it out and let other people look at it because I mean, you know, kind of the root of architecture is to be experienced by other people. So let other people look at it, kind of, you know, critique it and see where, you know, it, it might actually be the great idea or it might need to be tweaked and, you know, kind of experienced by other people. And, and a lot of people, you know, and this this may go back to the conversation we had about the ego, but, you know, people a lot of times, you know, just either out of fear, as you were saying, Evan, or, you know, out of ego, they just want to just kind of hold everything in and just let me just do this one thing and, and not really progress it. So, uh, and I think you're right. Get it out there, you know, get it seen, get it, you know. And it, you may not feel comfortable with it. And that actually is probably a good thing because, you know, yeah. Well, I, th- I can't wait to talk about critique. I think that's going to be oh, a, a great yeah. episode. Maybe yes. we should leave it on a cliffhanger there. Do 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 think? Okay. Well, then on that note, uh, if you have any questions or comments, please visit uh, our website at arcaspeakpodcast.com. You can also reach us on our individual Twitter accounts, which are listed on the site. Uh, and you can follow uh, as well as Arcaspeak on Twitter and uh, also on our Facebook page as well. And then 
nobody's actually done it yet. Are we, are we scaring everybody with the threat of putting you on the show? But nobody's called and left us a message at our voice number, which is 415-484-8496. Don't worry. We, we probably won't unless it's something really good, but you know. We'd love we're, to hear from, feeling, from yeah, people. We, we're feeling cool. a little lonely out who, here. Who could be the first person to call the Arcaspeak podcast? That's a challenge. Get your name. Come on. Yeah, there. Yeah, let's 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 hear back from the listeners. Who's Absolutely. It be? And <laughs> also, too, it's I'm just Neil's wife with his grocery list. <laughs> <laughs> that are telling me to get out of the office and uh, engage with the family because I've been in here recording this podcast. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> But uh, don't forget also to uh, leave a review on iTunes if you can. And Evan, we should mention, may have a brief mention about the Monterey Design Conference. Yeah, yeah. Monterey Design Conference is coming up at the end of September. I think it's the 27th through the 29th. And we will be there. We're going to be doing some interviews and just chatting with people, hanging out, having a good time. So that's in Monterey, California. Look up the MDC online, and it's a it's a really cool architecture conference. I went a couple of years ago, and I had a great time. It was really refreshing and renewing, and there's so, some really great speakers there. I know they've got a, a really good lineup this year. So, if you're going, um, we'd love to meet you while you're there. And the other the other thing that we're thinking about doing is um, obviously recording some interviews and stuff. But we would love if our people out there on Twitter and Facebook, if they have things that you would you can't make it to the conference, but you'd like to ask, send us those things and we will ask them to the people who are there. That would be really cool to get some some of the ArcaSpeak audience uh, involved before we go. And then we're going to turn whatever we can into a podcast after that. So that'll be fun. And uh, we'll, we'll definitely be looking out for people there. So give us a shout out if you show up and, and, and uh, we're all there together. And then other than that, um, you can become a friend of the show. Don't forget that at arcaspeakpodcast.com slash donate. Get your name read on the show. That's right. Get your name read on the show. We'll make you famous. All right. So I think that's it for this week. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. All right. Bye. Bye, guys. Yeah.